Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. Something was wrong with five-year-old Annabelle Bream. Every time she ate, she felt pain inside her stomach. Her intestines were distended, and it got so bad so often that little five-year-old Annabelle Bream told her mother, I want to die and go to heaven. Her family tried everything they could to find a solution. They took her to doctors and specialists and hospitals all over, but no one had an answer. It seemed there was no cure, no solution, and so the family gave up and went home. They had no option but to stay home and suffer. And then, when it seemed as if things couldn't get any worse, five-year-old Annabelle Bream had an accident. She was outside in the compound playing with her sister. They climbed up a tree outside of her home when suddenly one of the branches gave way and Annabelle fell inside the hollow tree. She fell 10 meters and landed on her head. She lay there unconscious, weak, helpless. No one could get to her. It took the rescue squad five hours to extricate Annabelle. And in the meantime, her parents were wondering what must have happened to her. She might be dead. She might be paralyzed. She lay there unconscious. But in that moment, Annabelle Bream had a life-changing experience. As she lay unconscious at the bottom of the tree, she said an angel came and carried her up higher, higher, and higher. They soared up to the heavenly realm where she came into the presence of Jesus. And Jesus said, I have a purpose for you on earth. Your time is not finished. When you come out from the tree, you will be healed and suffer sickness no more. And that's exactly what happened. After five hours, the rescue squad brought her out. She had fallen 10 meters and landed on her head. She could have been killed. She could have been paralyzed. But she did not even have a broken bone, hardly any scratch on her body. But most amazing of all, Annabelle Bream was healed of her intestinal disorder. They went back to the doctor, and he discharged her from his care because he said she wasn't sick any longer. Today, Annabelle Bream is a totally healthy, happy young lady. At her weakest moment in life, when she had no strength and no power to overcome, Jesus came and gave her strength. He lifted her up and caused her to soar. You can learn more about the real, true, amazing story of Annabelle Bream in the movie Miracles from Heaven, starring Jennifer Garner. But today, there's a lesson for all of us. For you see, just like little Annabelle Bream, we all have fallen. The Bible says we've fallen short. We've fallen into sin. We've fallen into bondage. And no matter how strong you are, no matter how great or talented or educated, no matter how much effort you put in, every one of us will surely fall short of the goals that we have for our lives. Every one of us will find that in the hour of our greatest need, we are weak and helpless. But in that moment, when we come to trust in God, He will lift us up. He's given us a promise that He will give us a vision for our life. He will infuse us with His power. He will lift us to new levels. And when we trust in Him, through His grace, we will soar. 
God wants to bless you today. God wants to minister to you today. God wants to wipe away every vestige of weakness and limitation in your life and infuse you with his power. He wants to lift you to new levels and usher you to new realms. He wants to enter you in this new year into a new atmosphere where your spirit will be lifted to him and you will soar. But before we find out how, let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for bringing us to 2022. We thank you for the power that has kept us and carried us through all the difficulties and challenges of life. And here we stand on the first Sunday in your presence. We give you praise and glory and honor and we dedicate our lives to you this year. We ask you to come and take away our limitations, our own strength and our imperfections and give us your strength, your everlasting power. Fill us with a new strength today that we might rise with wings like eagles and soar. We submit ourselves to you now. We bind every voice of the enemy that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit. The power to speak to our hearts and minds, to transform our lives, and to lift us to new levels by the power of your Spirit. We thank you by faith that at the end of today, your name will be glorified and our lives will soar. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. I want to invite you on this first Sunday of the year to join your faith with mine right now. Put your hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Agape House on this first Sunday of 2022. It's great to have you here, and it's fitting that we should be in the house of the Lord on the first Sunday, for this is a day we gather to worship and to thank God for what he's done. And this is a day to dedicate ourselves and renew and restore ourselves to him, that in the days and the months and the weeks ahead, we will find and accomplish God's will, and we will rise to new levels and soar. I believe God is bringing us to his divine destiny for his glory in 2022. For you see, I think we've not only entered a new year, but we have entered a new season. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to me that God is calling us in 2022 to soar, not in our own power or strength or effort, but to rise up with wings like eagles and receive a new strength from him, a new power that supersedes and exceeds our own abilities. That's why I'm confident to declare to you today, God is lifting you to new levels. He's taking you into new realms. He's bringing forth new dimensions. He's causing you to soar by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you believe it, say amen. And you will accomplish the impossible in 2022 as God releases the supernatural. Now to help us learn how to soar today, we printed sermon notes. It's a single sheet inside your bulletin. Go ahead and take that out now and follow along with me as we discover three steps to soar. There at the top of your notes and on the screen ahead of you is our scripture text for today. Throughout this month, we're preaching from the book of Isaiah 40, that powerful prophetic impartation which God is using to anoint us and lift us higher this year. And today we're looking at verses 28 to 31. It's on your notes, it's on the screen, but I believe God's word has the most impact in your heart and on your lips. So I'm going to invite everybody to read it out loud together. Are you ready? Let's read it like we mean and here we go. Three, two, one, go. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. 
he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. What a powerful promise from God. What a mighty, anointed, prophetic word to you and I today to help usher us into 2022. Inside these verses, we see three steps to enable us to soar. And here's your first step today. God's strength never fails. Listen again to how our text begins in verse 28. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. And friends, you've got to understand that in order to soar, in order to enter new levels, in order to get where God wants you this year, it begins with the foundation of the nature and the character of God. For here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. Your ability to soar in 2022 is based on the nature and character of God. If you believe God is who he says he is, then you will believe he will do the impossible in your life this year. For he's the source of our life. He's the source of our strength. He's the source of everything. That's why this prophetic promise begins with who God is. Listen, the Bible says he is the everlasting God. Before you existed, God existed. Before Ghana existed, God existed. Before the world existed, God existed. Before the angels existed, God existed. Before the devil existed, God existed. He's the everlasting God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the and the first and the last. He's always been here, but the word everlasting doesn't just refer to a calendar or a reference of time. It means that his strength never fails. He ever lasts because he never fails. And he will last through all of history and come out victorious. For God can do what you can't do. He has what we don't have. He provides what we need. And when we come to him, we soar when we draw near to God. Listen to these inspiring words from the chapter of Isaiah 40 in verse 12. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has the mountains and hills on a scale? And Isaiah begins to lay out for all of us the picture of who God is. Because before you can soar, you've got to know that his strength never fails and how great his power is. And here the Bible tells us it is God who held the oceans in one hand. One hand of God can hold the oceans. He's measured the heavens with his hands and the span of his hand can measure the universe. Hey, Last week, I flew from America to Ghana. I wanted to come home for the New Year's with you. Amen? I got on a plane in Washington, D.C., and I got off in Accra 10 hours later. It was a long journey. It was a distance so great, except for the plane. I couldn't have come here in that time. I thought it was a long journey. I thought it was a far distance, but compared to the span of the universe, the distance of the 10 hours on plane was nothing at all. Consider these facts. If you want to travel by that same United Airlines plane to go to the moon, it would take you 19 days. 19 days. That's a lot of TV movies and airplane food. Hey. If you wanted to travel by that same aircraft and go to the sun, it would take you more than 21 years. Yeah, 
if you don't want to fly to the sun, but you want to drive, it will take you to drive to the sun 200 years. But if you're in a trotro, you know. <laughs> Amen. I won't say anymore. But that's just our sun and moon. If you want to go to the next star past the sun on United Airlines aircraft or British Airways, it will take you 51 billion years. Hey! No bismotino. 51 billion. If this platform represents Earth and the back door represents the sun, the distance from here to there represents the Earth to the sun, the next nearest star would be New York City. But God's hand spans all that from his finger to his thumb beyond the sun, beyond the next star, beyond the galaxies, beyond the solar system. His entire universe can be spanned from fingertip to fingertip. That's how great our God is. There's no one like our God. That's why Isaiah proclaims, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asked the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. I'll be honest. I have six children, and sometimes I mistake them by the wrong name. Hey! But there are billions and billions of stars, and God calls them all by their name. He counts them and orders them to come out. This is the great and the mighty God. Look around the world. Look at the heavens and begin to proclaim today, I can soar because I serve the mighty God. There's no one like him. I cannot understand people who find it difficult to believe in God. I cannot understand people who can't believe in miracles. I cannot understand how you could be so narrow-minded. If you cannot believe that God can work a miracle, your God is too small. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. Reminds me of the little boy who came home from Agape Kids. At Agape Kids, they taught him about the time when God parted the Red Sea and he stacked the water and the children of Israel walked through on dry land. And then when the Egyptians chased them, God brought the water back and drowned them all. The little boy came home from Agape Kids. He was so excited. Hey! He went and told his daddy. Unfortunately, his daddy did not attend Agape House. His daddy did not believe in God. So when the little boy went from Agape Kids and told him, Oh, do you know, daddy, that God parted the Red Sea, and the Israelites walked through, and they were safe. The father said, ah, it was probably drought. The Red Sea had gone down. The water was just an inch deep. That's no miracle. That's no big deal. Nobody should give God praise. Then the little boy got excited. He started jumping and shouting. The dad said, why are you excited? The boy said, hey, it's a bigger miracle than I thought. If the water was only one inch, it means God drowned the entire Egyptian army in one inch of water. Hey! Oh! The God who created the eye can heal the blind. Simple. The God who created the ear can heal the, heal the deaf. Simple. The God who created the leg can heal the cripple. Simple. There's nothing God cannot do. That's why Jeremiah declares, Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great, and your name is full of power. Somebody say power. 
Who would not fear you, O king of nations? That title belongs to you alone. There's nobody in this earth that has the title king of nations, only God. Among all the wise people of the earth, among all the prophets and the politicians, and in all the kingdoms of the world, there is no one like you. And I'm here to declare to you today, if you want to soar, if you want to accomplish your purpose, if you want to get up and do the impossible, there is no one in the heavens or on the earth or under the earth like our God. There's no one who has the power like our God who never fails. There's no one who can lift you up and cause you to soar but God alone. If you believe it, shout amen. But the fact is men will fail you. Even some people who love you will fail you. Even sometimes people who mean you well will still disappoint you. Some years ago, I got a call from a friend of mine in California. He said, Reverend, we have a seed offering. Want to give you a seed offering. I was excited. Yeah, I receive it in Jesus' name. He said, come to my house, get the seed offering. I was like, yes, thank you, Jesus. I went to the house, and even though he was trying to do me good, he disappointed me. You know why? He told me, he said, Reverend, guess what? He said, I had two figures. I didn't know which to give you. First, I was thinking of $5,000. I said, yes, Lord, I receive it. He said, or I could have given you 500. He said, as I prayed, I felt God wanted me to give you the 5,000. I said, ooh, <laughs> amen. You're not happy for me. He said, but then as you were on your way coming and I was going to give you the 5,000, a friend of mine called and asked if he could borrow 5,000 for his business. So I gave him the 5,000. Here's the 500. Hey, well, thank you very much. <laughs> he was trying to do me good. What he did was a gift. I receive it. I appreciate it. But even in his good doing, he disappointed me. And some of you have people, they love you, they care, but they can't be everything for you. And you're looking for somebody to be something that they can't be because nobody is perfect. Everybody has strength that will fail. But I'm talking to you about a God who never fails. I'm talking about a God who never disappoints. I'm talking about a God who is always faithful. He always gives us the best. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. That's why I believe in the nevertheless principle. Have you heard of the nevertheless principle? You know, the word in nevertheless is in the Bible. And there's a principle with the nevertheless principle. Nevertheless means exactly what it says. Nevertheless. So the nevertheless principle is this. Nevertheless, always the most. When circumstances don't appear good, nevertheless, God always gives us the best when we trust in him. You see the nevertheless principle all through the Bible. You see, the Bible tells us that a day came when Balaam, the prophet, wanted to curse the people of God. Nevertheless, God intervened and gave them a blessing. Nevertheless, always the most. When God's people were far from him and had no way back, nevertheless, God intervened and sent them a, a redeemer. Nevertheless, always the most. When David went up to capture Jerusalem, the Jebusites taunted him and said, even the cripple and the deaf in our midst will defeat you. Nevertheless, God gave them the victory. Nevertheless, always the most. When Elisha said to Elijah, I want a double portion of your anointing, Elijah said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, 
less, always the most. If you're with me when I go up, God will give you a double portion. And all through the word of God, David wrote in the Psalms, and all through the word of God we see, when I'm sinful, nevertheless God forgives. When I'm sick, nevertheless God heals. When I'm down, nevertheless God lifts me. He's my healer, my savior, my deliverer, my redeemer, and he alone can make me soar. For the prophet Habakkuk says, even though the fig tree does not blossom, even though there's no fruit on the vine, even though the olive fails and the crops fail and there's no sheep or livestock, nevertheless, always the most, I will rejoice in the Lord my God. I can count on him to see me through. And I declare to you today, no matter what you're passing through, nevertheless, God will give you always the most when you trust in him. No matter how weak you may feel, no matter what 2021 was like, nevertheless, always the most, when you trust in God, He will make you soar, for He declares to you today from Jeremiah 32, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the earth. Is anything, is anything, is anything too hard for me? Somebody shout, no! Turn your notes over to page two and consider this beautiful fact. For not only does God have all power, not only does he have all strength, but the beautiful thing is he wants to use that power for you. He wants to use it to help you and to lift you. For Deuteronomy 33 says, there is no one like the God of Israel. He rides across the heavens to help you. Put your hand on your chest say, he's riding across the heaven to help me. Across the skies in majestic splendor. The eternal God, this everlasting God, this great God. Listen to me, son. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. This everlasting God is your refuge. And his everlasting arms are under you. See, the fact is, you'll always need God. No matter how talented, how rich, how strong you are, you always need his strength because your strength will fail. You may start this new year with excitement and New Year's resolutions and goals. You may be reading the latest business books. You may be achieving a lot. But there will come a point in time in 2022 where your strength will fail. I better be careful. I can't say I prophesy. I don't want to get arrested. But your strength will fail. Nobody said amen. But it's true. But here's the beautiful thing. God isn't asking you for your strength. He's not telling you to achieve in your strength. He's coming to give you his strength. And that's our second step. God's strength is my source. That's why the scripture continues in Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. And our scripture text for today doesn't just tell us about the greatness of God. It doesn't just end with how wonderful he is. It goes on to show us how much we need him. He's everlasting, but we can't make it to the end of the week. He's almighty, but we grow tired and faint. He's always above, always victorious, always glorious, but we are humans. Sometimes we're ready to quit. Even the best amongst us, even the athlete, even the young men will grow weary. Even the young men will grow weak. Even the best footballer, the best boxer, the best athlete will have a period when he lays down his arms and says, I can't go on. As David said in Psalm 144, O oh Lord, what are human beings that you should notice them? Mere mortals that you should think about them. For they are like a breath of air. Their days are like a passing shadow. Let me encourage you today. God is not asking you to try harder. 
God is not asking you to make more resolutions and be more disciplined. You may need that. But today he's encouraging you that it's not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. He's exchanging your weakness for his strength, your limitation for his everlasting eternal power. He's exchanging your limits and your weakness for his greatness. For see, a lot of us have gotten caught up in the things of this world. We've been running, running, running. Maybe you're here today. You're weak and you're weary and you're tired. You need a vacation from your vacation. You work so hard at Christmas, pleasing everybody, pounding fufu, wrapping presents, going to parties. Hey, even the pounding fufu, I can't do it. And you're tired. You think, well, I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. God says to you today, it's not in your strength. It's not in your power. Many great men and women of God came to a place where they couldn't continue. Rebecca lost hope and wanted to die because of the quarreling in her family. Moses got fed up with the people of God and wanted to resign as chief prophet. David said, I become so weak, my bones are dried up. Elijah became so afraid, he said, God, kill me now, kill me. Paul begged three times, God, take this thorn in the flesh away from me. But each time God said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. All these great men and women grew weary in battle, but they succeeded because they looked to God for his strength. They lifted themselves up and began to soar because they exchanged their limitation for God. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. You have to come to the end of yourself before you can come to the beginning of God. You have to lose hope in your own power so that you can hope in the power of God. That's the lesson we can learn from Kofi. Kofi was living in the village and going home late one night from a party. As he was going home, there were clouds all in the sky. There was no stars, no moon, no light. And eventually, his torch battery died, and he lost the torchlight. He found it difficult to find his way, and as it were, he left the path and accidentally went off into the bush. Now, as he was walking through the dark, stumbling, he happened to come to the edge of a cliff, and without knowing, he walked over the cliff and stumbled down. He began to somersault and tumble down the cliff. He was shouting and screaming, God, save me, God, save me. He was reaching and grabbing for any tree branch. Finally, he grabbed a branch of a tree at the last moment and clung on. He was hanging off the cliff by the tree branch, and he started shouting, God, God, save me. And believe it or not, God spoke to him. God said, Kofi, I'm here. I will save you. Just believe in me. He said, God, I believe in you, but I can't hang on. My arm is weak. Save me. Save me. God said, just let go. Kofi said, what? <laughs> God, you want to kill me? God said, just trust me. Let go. Kofi said, ah, I can't let go. If I let go, I will fall. I will die. God said, let go. Kofi said, God, is there anyone else up there? Finally, he couldn't hold on any longer. His fingers were slipping. He said, Lord Jesus, save me, save me. He let go of the branch. He fell two inches and hit the ground. Because what he couldn't see in the dark was that he was just hanging just above the level of the earth. But God could see and God knew if he would just trust him and let go. 
And you may be at the end of your strength. You may be hanging on in your marriage. You may be hanging on for your children. You may be hanging on in your career. You may be hanging on in your body. You may be hanging on in your faith. You may say, God, I can't go on. And he says, let go and let God. Trust in me and I will give you my strength. Let it go and let God come with his everlasting arms and carry you. For Psalm 146 says, don't put your confidence in powerful people. There's no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to the earth and all their plans uh, die with them. Many men proclaim greatness. Many men say they can help you. But in this year, your ability to soar comes from one source and one source alone. The greatest politician, the greatest entrepreneur, the greatest billionaire in this country cannot do for you what my God can do for you. He is a rock. He's a refuge. He's our strength. And through his power, we will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. We will rise with wings like eagles and soar. These past few weeks, I'll be honest, I, I've been thinking about something. I have to admit it. I've been thinking these last few weeks that I don't have any good connection in Ghana. After all, I'm obviously a foreigner. I don't know anybody in any party. I don't have an uncle in the government. I don't come from anybody's village. I'm not related to anybody in power. And I started thinking, Lord, this guy, he knows the president. That's why his church is really, because he, he knows the president. And this guy, he has access because he knows this billionaire at this company. This guy, he, they all have, and all I have is you. But you know what God said? He said, God, I don't know anybody. I'm a foreigner. I don't have any connection. He said, oh, you know somebody. You know me, and I'm the one that most important. I'm the one that matters most. And maybe you're here today and you say, I need a job, but I don't know anybody. I need a contract, but I don't know anybody. I need to get paid, but I don't know anybody. Lord, what do I do? God says, if you know me, my strength is your source, and that's enough. And it's not those connected in the earth that will make it this year. It's those connected in heaven. For Psalm 103 promises you right now, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we'd never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. And that brings us to our third truth today. I will soar when I trust in the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. It's not a question of whether God is strong. It's not a question of whether he will give you strength. The question today is, will you trust in him? Will you let go and let God? Will you believe him to carry you out of any pit and take you to the heavenly realm? Will you exchange your limited strength for his unlimited strength? Will you trust in him? Different translations of the Bible translate the word trust differently. The King James says wait. Uh, the NIV says hope. And you might be there reading different versions saying, why does this verse translate the word trust differently? Wait, hope. But the fact is, the Hebrew word that Isaiah used is the Hebrew word kava. And there is no perfect translation to a single English word for the word kava. Because the word kava means intertwined. It means tied up. It's like a rope that has many threads that are joined 
together. It means bound together and twisted up. When you trust in God, when you hope in God, when you wait upon God, when you get twisted up and intertwined with God, His strength becomes your strength. His life becomes your life. He infuses every part of your being with His supernatural power. He sustains you. He renews you. He restores you. And by His power, when you trust in Him and hope in Him and wait in Him, you will soar. That's why Jesus said in John 15, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me, if you trust in me, if you hope in me, if you wait upon me, if you get entangled up and entwined within me, my words will get entwined in you and you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. And I came to tell you today, if you'll offer yourself to the Lord and get tangled up in Him, He's going to lift you and carry you. If you'll get intertwined and trust in Him and hope in Him and wait in Him, if you'll lose yourself in Him, His life will fill you. His strength will fill you. He will lift you up and you will soar. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. My faith is not based on what I see. My faith is based on His strength in me. That's the lesson we can learn from Gordon and Norma Yeager. Gordon and Norma Yeager were married for 72 years. Oh! I didn't say they lived 72 years. I said they were married 72 years. That's longer than most of us are alive. They loved each other deeply, and they were together even at the time of their death. You see, one day Norma and Gordon were out driving, and they had a terrible accident. Their car was smashed, their bodies were broken. An ambulance came and took the two of them together in the same ambulance. It took them to the hospital, to the same ICU unit, and they were put in the same room, lying in beds next to each other, where they reached out and held each other's hands. The family gathered around because the situation was critical. But as Gordon and Norma held hands, they were united at the end. Gordon died first. His heart stopped beating. His lungs start breathing, stopped breathing. The doctor said to the children, your father is gone. But even in death, he held Norma's hand. And as the children gathered around their father, they looked and saw that the heart monitor, the machine connected to his body, still showed a beating heart. And they rushed to the doctor and said, wait, our dad can't be dead. The heart monitor still shows his heart beating. The doctor came and checked and said, oh, no, I'm sorry. His heart has stopped, but because he's holding your mother's hand, her heartbeat is flowing from her body into his, making the machine register enormous heartbeat. When I read that story, God spoke to me. That's how I'm supposed to live. Holding my Savior's hand so tightly that I died a self and his life beats through me. I give up my own strength. I give up my own power, my own efforts, my own ability, but I'm so kava, so intertwined, so united, so trusting and waiting and hoping, so close to Jesus. All they see is Jesus in me. For when you do that, you will surely soar. That's why Paul says in Galatians 2, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, 
but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body in 2022, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This year, may we lay a foundation of faith in the greatness of God. May we eschew our own power and strength and ability. May we come and exchange our limited strength for God's everlasting power. May we trust, hope, wait. May we cover the Lord so that his strength becomes ours and we soar. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit our lives to you this year. We come before you, O oh God, to thank you for everything you've done, how you brought us. And some of the things you've done in us, Lord, were to show us that we don't have enough power of ourselves. Thank you for revealing to us our own limits so that we can now embrace your unlimited power. We acknowledge today, Lord, there's no God like you. No connection in this earth can compare to being connected to you. So come, unite us with you. Let us trust in you, hope in you, wait in you. Let us kava with you, Lord, so that as we intertwine our lives with yours in 2022, we will walk every day in your presence, in your power, and your strength. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. We will rise with wings like eagles, and we will soar. The hope of God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here